0: Hello and uh, welcome to Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill discussion podcast and for for this episode I'm joined by someone that if you're familiar with them or their voice I applaud you for being dedicated to following my entire internet career but that one person probably has fallen off at some point but I'm here with my good pal Brady.
1: Hey, I am, I'm excited to join in and, and learn all about the King of the Hills.
0: That's, that's right it's brady from from the old uh bear bacon radio broadcast that if some original remember, bear bacon yeah the original mm-hmm. <laughs> oh fuck that was like six years ago and now my now i feel old <laughs> <laughs> being adult is weird <laughs> uh so like i said we're we're here to discuss for this week this this episode we're talking about season one episode two square peg of a uh, king of the hill and before we get started in, in the discussion it's what i've been asking everyone who with their first episode on here what is your experience with king of the hill brady like
1: as a child and as as a teen <laughs> was i traumatized by king of the hill uh briefly um no i've seen a a couple episodes here and there i think um I don't think I've watched it since my sense of humor was was awful. <laughs> and I was in, like, early high school. Mm. So I, coming back to it now is, has been quite a different time, where it's, like, all kind of the dullness of it and everything about it. I'm like, okay, I'm on board with this now. Yeah, I, I see where they're going with this. So in the past, I, I know briefly... I, I recognize all the characters. I don't know their names. <laughs> um, remember... Uh, a racist grandpa talking th- about like Asian people or something, <laughs> but I'm not sure if I'm getting that mixed up with like Grant Reno or something.
0: No, you've, you've got right. Hank's dad is a world war two vet so, and served in Japan and lost his okay. uh, shins in the Pacific. So <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, they make him a more sympathetic character than he has any right to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> got it. Cause my, my experience with him, in this episode was was purely that one callback and i was like was that him i think maybe (laughs) flashback (laughs)
0: that's like that's a fun thing because something that i always find interesting when they have those flashbacks is uh it's not till a couple episodes later where hank's father shows up but a lot of the times you can you kind of understand that the way hank is imagining things is like from his own perspective and not that's like how he thinks the situation is versus how actually was portrayed so i think that's like a, a fun hidden joke when his dad is actually revealed in a not like flashback dream sequence he's exactly like that so it's not like <laughs> he's he's blown it out of proportion since being a child but uh this, this uh this episode is is about it It really starts off with bobby coming home from school because it's time for sexual education and in texas i wouldn't be surprised if this is a real thing in texas he has to have his parents sign a permission slip to uh to take the sex ed class
1: well not only just one parent permission slip he he needs both his parents to sign on it (laughs) which is a a first for a school district right there just saying (laughs) hey you need your mom and dad if one of them's dead i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you guardians (laughs) don't count here
0: have you had uh, i i should should add that since this does have to deal with education and i'm i'm a sneaky horrible person i did pick uh (laughs) stuff that at least one that brady could relate to as an educator and have you had to send home permission slips
1: I haven't. I well, I have sent home permission slips. They don't come back very often these days. Um, but that's just kind of the the school and the clientele I work at. I haven't had to do anything with sex ed, and I'm I am thankful for that. And this episode has only proven it further.
0: Is that why you're glad that you don't have to use the your biology credits as much as (laughs) (laughs) as you might have thought you might have to?
1: (laughs) I see the thing is i'm not sure if this is something too personal but i think i missed sex ed back in like in high school or middle school i remember a day in elementary but that's it like i think i must have been sick or something
0: <laughs> yeah i i was actually going to ask you because about like what your experiences of sex ed in school was because i have two distinct memories one was in like fifth grade where like leading up to that part of 5th grade it's like a school bus rumor kind of thing where it's like yeah in the middle of 5th grade you have to watch the video
1: and it's it's more about puberty at that point if i remember yeah, correct
0: it's more of like hey you're going to start getting bigger you're going to grow hair uh you probably want to wear deodorant because cuz that's a you're going to start being smelly and stuff
1: and all the, all the fifth grade boys are looking at it like, got it, Axe body spray sounds good.
0: <laughs> yep, no showers. <laughs> There's that. So it was like kind of a. I. I. This is. This is something I'm gonna just briefly mention. Is they did mention wet dreams, which is like this is. I didn't un- really understand what the fuck they were talking about then. And if I think think back to it, like now it's like, that's kind of a weird thing to just bring up i guess it's because they didn't really describe it they're just like yeah sometimes this happens so i'm just thinking like are they just warning kids so that like if if they wake up and something like that's happened
1: they're not like (laughs) horrified (laughs) freaked out they're like why is this happening but uh... no like i a couple more warnings that i got when i was younger that like never happened and they were just like you know it happens sometimes like just those weird things were like don't panic if all of a sudden um you start getting hair in this place in this place in this place and i'm like i was five Ah, uh, that sounds horrifying five when well, i was in fifth grade that'd be that'd be good but um it, that seems like so far out and like some of the other things that i imagine wet dreams like we just got to cover all the bases so no one freaks out
0: and then my other memory with sex ed was when i was in middle school is at some point in pe class you just took like a week to not exercise and sit in like a lecture room
1: all right my cats coming in to say hi (laughs)
0: hello kitty you want to talk about king of the hill (laughs) but says no (laughs) (laughs) and it was in both seventh and eighth grade at the middle school i went to and i cannot remember anything from the seventh grade one but the only distinct thing I can remember from the eighth grade one was this like grumpy lady who (laughs) was like aggressively telling us that if a girl gets pregnant it's all the man's fault no matter what (laughs) and I'm thinking I want to go home and play video games why is this lady yelling (laughs) this at me and I remember
1: just Minecraft like, just came out.
0: <laughs> and I, I remember a really, really weird thing from it was like, there, there was like two side. There's like a thing where it's like, okay, everyone on the side of the room, go to this side if you think the answer. If you you think no, this side. If you think yes, and it was and it was what? just like weird, like social dating things. Like, should the man pay for pay for the dinner on a date? It'd go to this side if you think the man should always do it. And go to this side if you think the man shouldn't have to do it all the time. It like, makes sense
1: if it was like an anonymous thing, but that sounds like a great way to just start singling people out. <laughs> it's like have all your classmates look at your weird opinions on dating. We're in seventh or eighth grade; it's just yeah. fine. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I,
1: I, I money I, pays I, for no I, meals. Can go over there.
0: <laughs> That's what that was my experience with it, which I didn't. I didn't have some kind of like big handbook like we see in here and after seeing the uh, permission slip immediately they think uh, they have the uh, very southern conservative outlook on it of that's how dare the government teach that horrific perversion nonsense to my child it's up to the parents to tell the kids
1: And then the episode does that beautiful inversion with it where it's just like, I guess um, we got to teach him then. Crap.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think this, this episode might be the most, like, understandable and good insight into, like, a deep southern conservative outlook when it comes to something like sexual education and stuff when it comes to their children. Because I don't... Yeah. Usually I, I think of it as, like, when it com- especially in this stuff, is just like, um hey, don't do this. It's bad. You'll go to hell. Or, like, a weird... I, I still don't understand what exactly The Birds and the Bees is about. I've never, in my tw- almost 25 years on this earth, decided to Google where The Birds and the Bees originates. I imagine it's... it's just as convoluted as it sounds. (laughs) I,
1: I, I, the birds and the bees. Yeah. And all the other weird things and job of kind of being sympathetic towards that kind of conservative, like concern about sex ed. Well, at the same time turning back on end and kind of allowing the characters to figure out why it is the way it is. Yeah. You, you I thought get, it was was really respectful.
0: Yeah, you you get like, because the the usual outlook on it is just like, oh, the parents are uptight and don't want their kids to experience life. It's a natural part of life. But they, they very they very quickly showcase just how uncomfortable it is to be to be explaining this stuff to a child, and especially your own child.
1: Not only that, the episode does a very good job of making it clear that they're not experts on it either. Like I, I get they don't want the government coming in, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> that ass on any wisdom either, as evidenced by the the two scenes with the cows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: flashback and the yeah, the tour.
0: <laughs> because uh Hank quickly passes on the uh the duty of sexual education on to Peggy because she's she was nominated substitute teacher of the year nineteen ninety six i didn't know i didn't know that was an award people can get but it's something Peggy Hill is very proud of and, and yeah she uh i i love the the scene where she goes into Bobby's room to try and explain to him like start the conversation and, <laughs> and he's just being like it innocent kid about it like so do, do you have any questions is there is there stuff you're concerned about well i'm a little worried about being a slut
1: <laughs> <laughs> which perfect perfect encapsulation of like what's going through his mind it's like he just knows the the, the general things about it. he's like look i just don't know i i want to know this isn't weird for me i just <laughs> yeah
0: it's like i i hear, teach me this i hear these things on tv i hear these things through like older people talking <laughs> and it's uh, peggy's like struggling to uh to get out the well there's differences between boys and girls you know and mm-hmm. it's like yeah the, the penis and it just causes her to like <laughs> <laughs> um, just get uncomfortable and leave and I don't. I really like uh, <laughs> Hanks. Hanks' way of doing is, yeah, I'm gonna take him the way my dad taught me, which was the flashback sequence is a uh, little kid Hank and his dad on a on a ranch watching the uh the bull ma- mount the. Ca- I, d- I don't know the the exact word for the lady <laughs> cow. I'm sure there is one when they're breeding, but it's just it's that, and it's uh like a five year old hank crying while his dad laughs and cheers on
1: <laughs> that was the perfect icing on the cake too is, is the fact that it's not just like why are you showing me this it's it's tears <laughs> yeah. it's realizing all the the pain and misery of life in one <laughs> quick moment he's like no
0: seeing the reality of of life at too young of an age it's it's weird <laughs> that i i like i can vaguely relate to this scene because i had multiple teachers and i think like my grandma and stuff tell me about how when they were younger and like on farms and stuff when it came springtime in the breeding season uh whenever they'd go out and be like okay kids uh it's time to stop playing outside you got to find something to do inside while we do this while the adults do this
1: which i I mean yeah they might have some modesty about it i, I taught out at um on everything for a year and I'll tell you right now, all the kids know, like, they don't know the whole dating relationship or anything like that. What's going on with animal genitals, unfortunately. <laughs> it's it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I get the impulse where, you know, his dad's like, no, he'll learn best this way. But then the fact that he laughs at him while he cries is just... <laughs> It's, uh, there's no education there, and there's there's so many little hints of that kind of trauma also with like Peggy, where she's just given the book not to yeah. hop ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I I feel like I could talk extensively about that, but also it's it's vaguely not our place, which I will thoroughly establish when we get there. <laughs> but uh, Hank thinks Hank goes along and does the, wants to do the same way he did, so. The only, the only issue with that is that uh, things have changed since like the 60s, 50s, 60s when Hank was a child on a mating to where, especially on like a high-end, high-volume dairy farm like that, you don't, you don't need to have the bulls in the same room as, as the other cows. <laughs> and I, I can't remember the exact name the lady has there for the machine. But it's just, it's incredibly funny. She's like, all right, I'm glad you want to teach your son the miracles of, of life and everything. So we call this, I think she says like Matchmaker 5000 or
1: something. something like that. And then she hits the switch and immediately the machine, which I, I'm guessing they're just buying the seed from like somewhere else because that's a whole thing. But they're just like immediately pumping it in through these large tubes to see anything of where it's going and you just see a horrified expressions on everyone's face
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's because de- it's definitely I-, I know this is a th- thing because i have a lot of vegan friends and they they share information on like the horrific uh auto insemination artificial insemination stuff that they do on uh large dairy farms so they can keep producing the milk and everything and mm. uh I can't imagine taking a kid to see that.
1: <laughs> like, what is he going to think then growing up? It's like, ah, now I understand. I get hooked up to a machine. And then next thing you know, he's looking at weird Japanese things online. Like, that's that's the only route that's going to go down right there.
0: Uh, and bo- if you look at the kind of kid Bobby, Bobby is, he is ripe for uh, those those bad <laughs> online paths is <laughs> I'm very sad that there there won't ever be an episode where Bobby becomes a brony because that that would be a whole episode
1: <laughs> it, it can work though I I get it because like even in this episode they they make mention there's one or two remarks of he's like it's Peggy or who says it or even if it's him who says it but there's some comment about like I don't know what that boy's going to be doing like what kind of sex that boy's going to be doing <laughs> yeah. with his features no it's Hank who who takes a moment he's like he doesn't need to learn for a a good couple years at least
0: (laughs) because because they they realize that they're basically just too uncomfortable to explain to their own child so they're like we'll let someone who gets paid to do it be uncomfortable explaining sex to our kid (laughs)
1: exactly they're like you know what they're a professional probably it's fine We'll, (laughs) we'll just go ahead and do that and they kind of they cave in just because they realize they don't want to do it not because of any like higher purpose or anything yeah. they
0: they don't they didn't learn their lesson this quickly the episode isn't over already <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the they uh the the only issue is like hank is outside he's uh, sawing a saw tr- they're sawing a tree down and stuff and the putting it of with friends. one of
1: those long prune, saw, prune saws, yeah. whatever ever, they're called.
0: Did you ever use one of those when you did your campus earth uh, stuff? I
1: did. I, I use those all the time. Those are weird amounts of fun right there. So I was looking at, I was like, ah, oh, yes, that'd be great. <laughs> You're basically
0: just two steps away from being the like suburban dad who takes care of his lawn,
1: huh? oh it's it's awful it's a slippery slope you start naming birds and looking at them you're like oh well that's actually a blue spruce right there that's relatively uncommon we got mostly black hill spruce around here and then your neighbor kid or whatever who wandered over is like i gotta go home stop talking to me
0: well they're doing that uh D- dale sh- shows up and says hey you don't have to worry about about nothing i called into to the school to make sure that they they didn't teach that class. Just took one phone call, and
1: <laughs> when they complaint or something, because you know yeah. it's Texas and like okay, they'll they'll back over for a complaint. They don't want to fight that, yeah. but
0: <laughs> they, they immediately ramp it up to to just the mo the edge of the cliff as Hank goes back inside and Peggy's like, oh no. Certain t- some right wing nut job called into the school and <laughs> sent a death threat to the sex ed teacher, and she quit. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: th- just that it, he looks out back at everything, and there he is waving at him. Yeah, <laughs> like job well done.
0: It's doesn't uh, I saw I've seen tweets since uh, King of the Hill got put on uh, Hulu about um, Dale's character and how like on the nose it is for 2019 like if you wrote dale the exact same way you had the scene the exact same way but it happened in 2019 instead of 1997 it would feel like you're trying too hard to parody the uh right wing crazies you see on the internet yeah (laughs)
1: like even like when she just said right wing i was like my brain immediately brought up all the images. and like, he's perfect. It still works. Nothing's changed about that archetype. He's just, they exist.
0: Yep. And what's really funny is uh, Arlen, Texas, where uh, King of the Hill takes place, is a fictional suburb of, like, Dallas and stuff. But Alex Jones broadcasts nearby, like, Dallas and stuff in Texas. So...
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, he is... a perfect as an alex jones listener mm-hmm. I, I can just imagine if they ever wanted they could easily have some sly nods to him because like i know he was like a big underground figure like for a while before he kind of blew up online
0: yeah and it, like right around this time too
1: <laughs> it's all right there he's he's you know he's carrying all all the traits of an alex jones listener <laughs> and he does exactly what an alex jones listener would do which is call in a death threat <laughs> yep yeah. <laughs> they uh
0: because the original teacher quit they got peggy to agree to it cuz of her pride as a substitute educator can't keep her from uh, doing it even if she is uncomfortable with it
1: and it's it's the pride pride specifically it's not it didn't sound like they asked specifically for her or there was a shortage she's just like i'm going to do it
0: yeah because they, they don't even really imply that she was asked to. She just stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Which it, it is commendable of her because even though she, like, quickly backed down from trying to teach her own son about it, that she's willing to uh, go to the school and teach an entire classroom of kids, including her son, about it.
1: Of course. And being a sub, like, that's... Uh, honestly i think one of the the tougher jobs in education because you don't know where you're going to be you don't know what classes you're going to be teaching all that stuff half the time you're, you're just kind of thrown against the wall and expected to figure out all the weird quirks of kids you, on the fly you desperately and you get paid less put on
0: a video day too because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have to so like the actual lesson it's it's going to be a mess <laughs>
1: basically is and and the sad thing is the cycle only gets worse cuz then teachers start not trusting subs I'm like yeah, give them whatever. So if Peggy's doing like a great job as a sub, good on her. And she's taking the class that no one wants to take and like kudos all around.
0: <laughs> they uh, she to prepare, she's getting all sorts of handbooks on sex education and everything. And because of it, it's like it's kind of a smaller town so word's spreading out and everything. And it's just the job is perceived as being like a gross, disgusting, like debauchery-filled position.
1: Which a, a bar girl is the comparison they use. Oh, as yeah. just knowing everything about sex. <laughs> I wink, I, wink. <laughs> I,
0: I love, I, I love Bill's uh, perspective in this episode because it's like he's the only one who's really honest about how everyone else just kind of skirts around it and even though bill bill doesn't isn't like saying it to be mean he's just being like the dumb schlubby friend he's the only who really gets out about uh how everyone's viewing it like oh she's she's i'm not saying she's a bar girl i'm just gonna say she's uh she knows all the things that a bar girl knows that right and he
1: doesn't mean anything bad by that you can tell on his expression he's just like i this is sorry and then just runs basically or no he gets hit by the end of the um
0: <laughs> the saw thing yeah
1: beer thing yeah
0: it's uh and I, I like it in comparison to like when peggy goes to the uh baseball game that bobby is playing at when she's talking to the other moms and all the other moms are like super uptight about it and then this is uh this is what i think is like an incredibly progressive view like uh kind of like framing that they have here especially for 97 and i will state that we are we are two two cis men and uh Experts on ladies. <laughs> Experts on ladies, yes. And we cannot we cannot fully relate to the sexual education of a young woman, especially in a southern conservative area. But they do hmm. uh, an interesting way of framing it. When she's talking to the other moms, how they're, they're talking about how they were taught, kind of like how Peggy was taught. We get Peggy's flashback, and she was handed a book by her mother and it's just she she opens up and it's like it's just pictures of flowers and when she talks to the other moms like they're all talking about how disgusting that is and how their kids shouldn't be taught that in schools and it's up to the parents and one of the ladies like peggy brings up like well don't you think that our education was a little lacking especially as women and one one of the moms brings up the same book is like oh, I loved that book. Whenever my husband would climb all over me and do his business, I would just lay back and think of the flowers. <laughs> that's just like the most like yeah. weirdly framed, honest portrayal of how a lot of people are taught about this incredibly common thing about
1: marriage and life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it does a great job of kind of you know, it makes them sympathetic characters, yeah, also because you're like, you feel sorry for all the women in the stands. They're not like necessarily evil or anything. They're just like, well, this is how I learned and yeah. I, I I'm sure it's fine, kind of. But she does take that progressive view where she's like, well, maybe what we got wasn't perfect, which is abundantly clear throughout the episode.
0: yep and they do they they do have like a nice framing for Peggy and Hank too is like while they're uncomfortable with discussing it and everything. We do see them in the bedroom and kind of like hinting at having like a healthy sexual relationship as as adults and it's something yeah. that, that they do throughout the series that I think is one of the like standout things about that their portrayal is that they're like happily married and they do do these things despite being uptight and everything's whether it's socially or politically or everything. It's it's one of those like small little touches, similar to in this first season. There's an episode where you find out that Hank used to Hank and Peggy used to smoke cigarettes, and I feel like that's just such a nice little touch to give them more depth as characters, and it like it gives them it gives like Peggy a better framing of like, hey, even though I was taught th- this weird way, roundabout way, and just to like it's a thing you put up with as an adult her and Hank it's something that they that they do and it's a healthy part of their relationship and they they bring it up she brings it up to Hank like we don't want Bobby to be raised to be as uptight as we were he's like well why not <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's like i i think the fact that they're they're intimate like clearly in a healthy way is is great just in a depiction of a show kind of i don't want to say and this is my limited experience on the show speaking here, it's not necessarily poking fun entirely at kind of that mindset, but it's, it's having fun with that mindset. Yeah. I think it does a good job of, of showing what is kind of a value or what's kind of the, the fulfillment of that value of kind of the family bond, which is, you know, they can have like a a healthy relationship together and there's nothing duplicitous about it or, um, either them trying and, and lusting for more or anything or yeah. you'd see on in other relationships, not to say that everywhere else is Yeah, you don't trying to they say it. they're, they're fulfilling what they they're walking the walk. They're, they're, they're living what they preach kind of.
0: Yeah. And it, it feels a lot more natural than their relationship feels a lot more natural than a standard sitcom where it's like schlubby husband, the hot wife, and all they do is fight. And like exactly. any any time like the 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 show brings up sex, it's it's to be in like a comedic sense because the wife doesn't want to do it and stuff, yeah. <laughs> which is a horrifying tired trope. And
1: it's just entirely played for yucks. Whereas here, it's you know the episode ends with them basically having sex outside of the little kind of like sting at the end.
0: Yeah. And the uh, the other thing with the baseball seed is. It's uncomfortable because it it's like the entire town and the other baseball team all making fun of uh, Bobby for her, his mom teaching sex ed. Which they have that incredibly fra- framed jo- joke of, Bobby, don't stop at first base. Go all the way.
1: <laughs> I don't know how they didn't think that was going to happen. Like, it's
0: <laughs>
1: baseball field talking about sex ed. And you're like, huh. If only there was some commonly used, like, <laughs> analogy for sex or whatever. And, they all make fun of him and, like, they, they turn on him and the fact that his mom's the one teaching it. And then there's that that kid who, I don't know if he's a regular or what, who's just sitting in the dugout and just saying mean things out of nowhere.
0: That, that's kind of the character's thing is he says, like, weird one-liners. And that's what's that's something I want to bring up, too, because... He sits down next to Bobby and is like, Your mom's teaching sex ed. Y- yeah. And he says something that rewatching it, I never really picked up on and thought about it. I just thought of it as like a dumb thing. But he says, We're going to get to see your boobs. And it, it sent off like a-, a Jimmy Neutron spark brain blast in my brain <laughs> of that was the kind of shit you'd hear from kids.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You'd hear Cause... just
0: like nonsense about what what the sex ed was because a lot of times parents aren't going to explain it to you exactly what the class is going to do and you just hear they hear rumors from like their older brother or sibling or older
1: cousin. The one or two of them who are watching porn and have like weird fantasies already.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they they just you you hear these weird things like I, w- I would get told all sorts of weird stuff by that by kids of what you learn in sex ed like they're going to bring people in and and do it they're going to have people demonstrate it in person in front of you
1: like this isn't the only place in like pop culture that like we've heard that either like in um the Monty Python uh, meaning of life film. They have a whole scene about that where they bring in someone to demonstrate sex ed to the kids. Like this is a common trope of people being like, that's clearly what they do in sex ed. (laughs) Demonstration, of course. Yeah. It's, it's not even just like, they're going to be demonstrating It's he puts it so blunt. It's like, we're going to see your boobs.
0: (laughs) When I like the, the little bits I remember is I think at most I saw like I saw an x-ray view of a body part and I I think I saw more when I when I had to take a parenting class in high school because I registered late so they had like two classes left I could take (laughs) I think I saw more in that than I did in like a standard sex ed class which now that I'm saying that out loud it feels very concerning that to learn like distinctly about like certain parts of childbirth you have to take an elective (laughs)
1: <laughs> isn't that the worst you think like home ec would be a core class yeah nope
0: especially especially something like that because you can you can blend that in with just a, a re- reasonable life skills class
1: yeah no there's there's a whole issue in education about it's like and, and it ties back into this episode too where they feel like there's a lot of life skills that probably should be taught in schools these days or, or taught more in schools these days but they're not because a lot of people view it as the family's job, just like how they view it um, as the family's job to talk about sex and stuff. But the, the kind of conundrum to, to kind of counter this episode's early arguments is that not everyone has a family like that or a family that's willing to teach them or a family that knows enough to teach like personal finance or something like that. And so those classes like as kind of individual households are more and more fractured school system that accommodates to that
0: because of this like it's making hank incredibly uncomfortable with all this stuff and uh peggy's like been like they have like a training montage like a rocky training montage of her trying to say penis and vagina and <laughs> because of it uh it just is making hank more and more uncomfortable and when they like P- peggy Brings up having like them having sex, and it ca- because of everything going on, it causes Hank to feel like incredibly uncomfortable. And Hank just refuses to sign the permission slip now because both parents have to do it.
1: He re tears up the taped back together <laughs> <Yeah>. slip too,
0: <laughs> and uh, to stick to his hands. And because he doesn't even want Bobby to be in the school building while this this horrible display of smut goes on they uh (laughs) he brings bobby to work with him and while hank's trying to work um bobby's like bobby's just sitting in there being like well what do you think she's telling those kids i just i just want to know what she's telling the kids about
1: (laughs) he just tells them just don't think about it or or, can't you think about something more pleasant
0: (laughs) yeah and in this, in the conversation, they have they have so uh, they have like a a strong realization of what's going on. I think it's like a pretty strong message for just an animated sitcom, especially in '97. This is it was 22 years ago, and none of us were and old enough to understand two. the conversation. Yeah, it's the second episode of the show, like where Bo- Bobby, like. Through their actions, through how Hank and Peggy have been handling this, especially Hank. Um, And there's an episode later in the season where uh, it's basically kind of a a thing that Hank is struggling with realizing is that the man that Bobby looks up to most is his dad. And I think this is an episode that's pretty emblematic of that where Hank's um, just constant like prudeness to it and just refusal and anger towards the subject has already given Bobby like a weird complex about it because he Bobby says don't don't worry about about it dad I'm not going to be having sex and <laughs> causes Hank to be like what no you're a boy you're supposed to like doing those things
1: and if you were my girl he says
0: <laughs> yep they just quickly bring that up which Bobby immediately knows is fucked up but <laughs> like, it's called the double standard boy don't don't knock it <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's something that's like it's been working for us forever
0: <laughs> but because of his anger like bobby bobby's just saying like it's it's a bad thing that's why you don't want mom to tell me about it and that's why you're mad about mom telling the school about it because it's a bad thing to like and want to do and that's immediately what hank realizes that uh what he's what he's been doing is is not the best way to handle it because I imagine that's, that's probably a common thing for kids. It's like parents' refusal to talk about it and like refusal to let them learn about those things in school where they gr- they've grown up with some kind of complex of it and it just continues the cycle.
1: Should we see with like kind of Peggy's adult friends and everything? Yeah. Which is a perfect example of that where it's like the, they don't talk about it and then it just becomes more and more shameful and it just becomes a bigger and bigger problem.
0: Yeah, and I also like the the quick like ha- how Hank is uptight about this, but he has like basically a nudie calendar in his office.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is a perfect little detail, and you kind of get that hint that it's like the episode saying like, look if if he's not taught, he's just gonna figure it out through filth or something. Yeah,
0: there's he's not gonna learn if he doesn't learn it. He's gonna learn it somewhere that's worse.
1: <laughs> mm Hmm.
0: Uh I was ra- I was taught sex by the internet and I'm totally
1: fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I turned out fine. Like <laughs> right. Now out- we live in the day and age where like what is it? Pornhub has like didn't they have like a sex ed branch thing or something? I thought I saw something about that on the news I, where they I, were like trying to teach basic sex ed or They they I
0: know they've definitely like they do branch branch out and like focus on like stuff for sex workers and making like education he's easier and like they've said stuff about um having like educational thi- services and stuff that they'd offer through their site, sure. which is, it- it's, it's a sadly Sad commendable thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, unfortunately there's going to be a population that finds out through that stuff. And like <laughs> if you're a website like that. I mean, super responsible and I, I commend it now the only trick what they could do is if if they have the are you 18 or not if you hit no it just takes you to a sex ed page that that's a <laughs> so one or two that
0: is really funny that's a, that's probably a good idea actually
1: <laughs> but then they'd still have to get the parent permission it's like yeah why yeah it's like tell your parents that you're looking at this and we have to teach you it <laughs> But, like the internet's it's it's slowly starting to make like good strides towards educating people and I think there's a lot more good information out there online yeah through also all sorts of like different platforms like the um like Ojoid oh sex toy like comic and like other things like it like there's just a lot of good sex ed resources out there,
0: yeah, and it's uh... available
1: and they're not they're not, but they're a lot better than what Bobby would encounter,
0: yeah. That's that's an interesting point because Pornhub is going to buy. I didn't think I'd be talking about Pornhub while talking about this episode. <laughs> but that's fine. They're looking to buy Tumblr, which there there is issues with Pornhub's business practices, which is worrying about them buying a website like Tumblr. But uh, I use the website. I use Tumblr a lot. Used past, <laughs> past tense. I gotta say, and uh, that's a, that's a big thing for like communities on there that that you notice when you look into the website and like the user base is not only for like for closeted uh, kids and just like youth who didn't get a lot of the education and raising that they should have there's a lot of resources that get spread around on a website like that for those communities that are like hey here's stuff to look at if you're scared of reaching out yourself and finding this information which
1: definitely like for all the kind of flack you know that the the some of the tumblr crowd gets it's
0: it's, it's... they do a good job at sharing those resources yeah and creating like a nice community for people who oh bobby would definitely have a tumblr oh man
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean if he's gonna be getting as much sex as he thinks he does when he's giving away (laughs) his action figures
0: okay he's gonna need something i forgot i forgot forgot but that that scene is incredibly funny because not only is he giving away his toys to to his friend but he brings do you want my chandler or my ross those (laughs) are the names of friends
1: characters
0: and what like 11 year old boy wants action figures of the characters from friends
1: (laughs) here's the better question like i don't think i've seen friends like outside of one or two episodes but don't they have stuff about like kind of not like super intimate stuff but like he's clearly watching adult ish programming yeah
0: like i'm I'm not yeah there's a that that's a show that that has its issues as well but there's um like a big big arc for a character in that show is his wife leaving him because she realizes that she's gay but not until but she's pregnant so he has like that struggle with uh raising a kid with his pregnant ex-wife who has a girlfriend so bobby's watching something like that and he's definitely going to have questions because they do have multiple episodes in that show that are about childbirth
1: (laughs) so he he needs them
0: i i like that he's like i'm not going to need these when i'm having sex with two <laughs> <laughs> and it sh- that also shows this like weird education cuz he just assume it-, it is like a natural part of dating once you're older but when you're like 11 12 years old n- no <laughs>
1: <laughs> at that age you think like either it's just something that's not happening or it's just happening everywhere and you're not a part of it or something yeah. like it's it's the all or nothing that we see throughout the episode
0: the The end of the episode, yeah, is uh, Hank realizing, "Oh shit, I, I have to teach my kid how to uh, this." The The kid needs to learn these things, and I understand what Peggy is doing not only because these kids need to be taught, but on like an emotionally developmental level as well. And Peggy is struggling to start the class. She spends like ten minutes explaining how to spell her name and her name and what you can <laughs> call her
1: and it's fully expecting like the camera to, to swing around and have her like writing it all across the board in like the most detailed handwriting just wasting all the time possible yeah she's she's explaining like how to spell out her name and all that stuff and she's just stressed out she's like it's not gonna happen and then of course last minute you know hank takes bobby back to the school which i, I guess the school just lets him show up now i don't know what's going on with their system so but
0: pre nine eleven and pre-columbine so
1: very clearly so and so they just walk back into the school and everything and it's fine and you know he he, they appear and she gets all the courage all of a sudden to be like okay i can do it we're gonna teach sex ed and then she asks everyone it's like okay now get out your permission slips Their permissions <laughs> to have their permission swept signed, so it's all for naught, anyways.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I think <mean>, that that <laughs> the best part of this episode really is because the entire community in town was making such a big deal about Peggy Hill doing this, and then they don't even let their kids do it. <laughs> and it rise, it reminded me of a a thing I remember when I was in like fifth grade about the video is someone I was friends with was like vehemently saying that my, I'm going to make sure my parents tell the school, give me an excuse slip. So I don't have to see that. And was like, what thinking about it now is like, what, what was going on in his household that he would be like angry that he has to watch something that he doesn't fully know what's in it.
1: It's, it's just a strange thing there where they all get up and leave. I guess they just don't learn it then. I, I don't know if all their parents like half heartedly teach them or, or what, but yeah, I mean, and even like, as you were kind of saying, like, like if you don't want your kid being taught sex ed, that's the whole point of the permission slip. Just don't sign it. You don't have to like call in death threats. Like it, it just won't happen. You know, like the, the whole episode kind of weirdly has that assumption where it's like you have to dictate morality for others. I guess not to, to get too heady with it, but kind of like what you're talking about, where it's like it's to see it so no one can see it. It's yeah. kind of that, <laughs> that impulse there. Yeah, just, just what, what a strange kid being like, Mom, Dad, give me an excuse from this. I don't want to see the strange thing.
0: <laughs> and it, it, the other thing, so it's, it's just a nice, like, bow on top where she struggled with teaching her son sex ed and now she looped around and she he's the only one who she teaches about sex ed. You know you don't this see little a, lot conclusion. Of, a lot a lot of you don't get to see a lot of especially comedy media wrap up like that.
1: It's good. I I I might be getting it mixed up with the other episode we watched not to, to look behind the curtain too much but um is this the episode where it ends with them on the floor yeah. or am I thinking of yeah. the other episode? Okay. Yeah. So they do end up okay.
0: Cuz they cuz because... <laughs> Hank's like I sent the kids away to uh to see a double feature so they're not going to be home for a while and they start dancing and Hank goes to like dip her in the dance and they fall on the floor and he's just like well since we're on the floor <laughs> and it, it's it's I I don't I feel like there's a hard way for me to describe it without sounding like some kind of very specific pervert but it's oh, it, it, it's it's just nice to like show I guess it's just because I, I like the these just really know. like
1: old Texan couples getting together.
0: <laughs> it's like the, the like realism and like humanity that they that they'd be willing to show with something like that of it it's, it doesn't even seem to it's not even like played up for comedy like that's the other side I, I, you'd see of it is like the fact that they're middle aged and have a kid and they they both have jobs and they're at that stage in the life but they still bone.
1: No, there's, this, there's this definitely a way the writers could have
0: yeah.
1: taken it as like a, a humorous punchline at the end. Like they yeah. could have had one of them come and like, well, now that you know everything about sex, who, hoo hoo," and yeah. then like, but they don't, they just go for the sentimental approach, which yeah. works perfectly.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I, I like the episode cut it. It's like a, a shot of the house and the answering machine plays. It'd be skipped over it what it happened, but there's a phone call from Dale is like You don't know who I am, but I know where you live and if you teach that that sex ed class you're gonna regret it. <laughs> so we we know what he called in to do. We know very specifically as him. And I like him switching from that to Oh, and Hank, uh we're changing tea time to to three three o'clock now <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's just doing it just because out of impulse or anything. There's no thought into why he's doing it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she already taught it, apparently. I don't I don't know if it's a multi day class or what.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there uh, is there anything else you want to bring up from the episode we might have missed?
1: Not really. I, I think overall it was it was a great introduction back to the series and everything. And again, I, I haven't had much experience with it, but I thought it was a great way to kick it off. Yeah. It's so. uh
0: it's so one of those things that, like, it, it's, I feel, I feel kind of dumb repeating it almost every time I record with someone, but, like, as a kid, it's like the most hellish nightmare show you can think of, because it's a cartoon, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a cartoon, but it's not like your brain's concept of a cartoon. No.
1: Which is is half the appeal from my understanding where it's like, it's kind of funny that they're making a big cartoon out of just everyday life. Yeah,
0: something so mundane. I don't, I I honestly don't think the show would be as compelling if it was actors. There's just, if if you look at the, like, there's someone posted on Reddit and it's pretty easy to find the imager uh, post of uh, the, like, there's a specific, the animation Bible, the like script Bible and animation Bible that they have for the show. And a lot of the notes are like, most of them are keeping it, re, keeping like the animation within realism, which is very interesting. Which it's oh. always like, make sure they have these many fingers. Don't give them Mickey Mouse cartoon hands. Make sure they're always locked eyes with someone. Make sure it's like a reasonable tilt on their head when they're looking at someone who's smaller or taller.
1: Not to like, you know, once again, get too heady with it, but I I, like it's the reason why they're doing that is the more like effort they put into just making this kind of an average everyday cartoon, the more you realize kind of the absurdity of these average everyday situations. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't like scrutinize it that much. uh, A sitcom or something with with real people, but as a cartoon, it's an averageness of it is just highlighted even further by the fact that they're going to all this effort to make it out of a cartoon
0: yeah you're you hitting like all the spot exactly how i feel <laughs> it definitely like brings out how much of it like it it'd, i feel like there'd be an extra level of discomfort if there was if there's like real people having this especially for this episode too of like this conversation about sex ed because the nice thing with animation is um uh, it's 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 not a child voicing Bobby. It's an adult woman, and yeah. and I'm sorry for everyone out there who isn't aware, but any prepubescent boy is voiced by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hashtag
1: him? That can't be. <laughs>
0: and, it, <clears throat> there uh, there would definitely be an extra layer of like discomfort there, and it just brings out more absurdity with it. Yeah.
1: Not worrying about any of the like the child actors or anything. It just it, it really does. And, uh, highlight it yeah overall i i i thought it was a great episode to kick things off <laughs> I, I have no final comments other than um i'm just impressed with the show overall from this episode
0: awesome yeah and um we're, we're at the end of this this episode and this, this is a weird spot that i i just now realized uh you're like a ghost online you don't really exist so i don't know if you have like <laughs> alternative things you know where to to follow me (laughs) like you you can't you can't follow follow brady on anything you can't like go check out his other content really as far as i'm aware unless you have some kind of like do you have like a resource or anything you would like to plug here
1: i got a couple but nothing i'd rather i'd connect and everything but (laughs) if if you want you can follow the the trails out to my anarchist commune we'll be hanging out there and and not (laughs) and shunning technology so It'll be great.
0: <laughs> I, I I just realized I made you sound like some anti-tech, radio, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I only listen to the radio, and there's only one person I trust, Alex Jones. <laughs>
0: well, uh, if if you want to follow me, at least I might I might tweet something about Brady just for fun. Uh, <laughs> for me me on twitter at at no i'm jory uh if you tweet at me that you're jory i'll block you um (laughs) i have i have some other audio projects that i do if you want to listen to me talk some more uh there's my weekly wrestling podcast called casual wrestling fan podcast where i uh go over the week in wwe wrestling with my pal cameron and we kind of um just break down storylines, what we're like and what we don't, and if there's any kind of uh actual literary information we can draw from storylines through symbolism, which wasn't a goal when we started, but then we watched some some wrestling matches and we're like, Oh, holy shit. There's there's a whole lot more to this than uh than someone someone might think. <laughs> and then my other podcast, uh we are watching One Piece, which I watch one piece with a friend who's basically caught up the show and I'm pretty new to it. And then we talk about it and we often make parallels to real life because there's, it's, it's conveniently very relatable to modern politics despite being another 20 year old show and also, uh, from another country. And you can find both those shows on the orange roads network where this podcast is hosted. It's a nonprofit, uh, donor ran network which helps um small small-time creators and marginalized voices helps them with the the costs and everything of running a podcast because unfortunately nothing's free in life so if you can check out the orange dot com and uh, there's all sorts of other cool stuff on there and there's a patreon and stuff for it so you can always um if you liked this you can check out other stuff it's pretty pretty similar in-depth conversation wherever you're looking on there and Just a nice community. And uh, thanks for listening. A good one. I'm Cam, I'm Jory, and we're the hosts of CWFP, the casual wrestling fan podcast, your weekly universe-friendly alternative for WWE wrestling recaps, discussion, and riffs from two friends who just love wrestling, and occasionally also New Japan, Impact, and All Elite Thoughts as well. If you're tired of marks constantly booing a product they regularly support and pay for you can find us hosted on the orange groves network or through your preferred podcasting app wait why won't the undertaker stop booing the company